Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 358 for patch 7.2.5. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Roots. And this is Freckleface. Coming up in episode number 358 of HearthCast, Tech Refresh, the Realms Edition, How We Choose Our Mounts, and A Sweet Escape. We want to take this time to thank all of you for supporting HearthCast, Patreon members, Amazon shoppers, and others who donate directly. We really appreciate everything you do to keep the show going. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. Tell me about uh, your week in the Blizzard universe. The Midsummer Fire Festival finished up. Yes, it did. And I was able to uh, get enough burning blossoms to buy the new toy. Oh. The set of matches. What's it do? Uh, you play with the matches. Not supposed to play with matches. <laughs> I know. What message is Blizzard sending? Play with matches. I'll, I'll have to people. use it next time we group together. It's uh it's uh, interesting. Okay. I realized I didn't do the uh, the holiday boss. Like, I did him once, Frost Lord. Well, yeah, I, I, I did a few times, but definitely not every day. Did not maximize that. I was a little bit put off by the queue times. Seems like some of my characters had a twenty plus minute queue. Wow, what, yeah. you, what time of the day are you doing? I these? don't remember. Okay. Uh, may I give a slight suggestion? Sure. I know you will never follow this. Early, if it has, yeah, I'm about to say, don't morning. tell me to get up early. <laughs> there is no way I'm setting my alarm and it goes off. It's like, get up and play well. No. I think what it is is a lot of people do the holiday boss before they go to work. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, so because I've, like, the one time I did it on my DPS, on my, on my uh, I did it on my um, kitty, and my queue times were like a minute. Goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. All right. <laughs> on my hunter, I've been working on the Balance of Power quest line, which is that long quest chain that opens up a new appearance for your artifact. Oh yeah. What um, what do you get? Is it a, is it a bow arrow? It depends on your artifact. Okay, I just want like, do you have different weapons, or do you have like I don't know what the hunter artifact weapon is. Oh okay. Um, the Beastmaster is a gun. The Marksman is a bow. And I don't know what their survival one is. Yeah, okay. Maybe an axe. Could be. But don't yeah. quote me, because right. I still have the uh, the quest sitting there in my <laughs> order hall. I know the feeling. And now that they took away the ignore feature for quest, I can't get rid of it. <sighs> it's always there. <laughs> so that had me doing some mythics this week. I saw you in a mythic dungeon. And I yeah. was like, man, darn her for being productive <laughs> <laughs> and doing things with other people in the game. <laughs> yeah, I pugged that. How'd it go? It went all right. Sweet. Yeah, did um, Court of Stars, Arcway, Vault of Wardens. That was uh, one section. Once I was done with the Wardens one, I realized I didn't actually get the quest item. <gasps> oh, no. So I'm like, okay, I have to go back. So when you go back to the dungeon after you've already completed it, it puts you at the end boss. Oh, really? So you queued up for it or you just ran in? I just ran in. So you hadn't dropped group yet? No, I had dropped group. But... Okay, the so instance you, was saved. Oh. Yeah, I still it, had my clear. So you went to the end boss, he was dead, and the quest yes. giver was there? It wasn't a quest giver. Or the quest item? The or? quest item was more like mid-dungeon. And I had to get from the end boss back to the elevator. Okay. Now, here's the problem. All it right. is dark. Ooh. Like scary dark. Yeah. When you go from the elevator to the end boss, there is a light that you pick up. And so lights your way, and you're good. Okay. When you start from the other end and go backwards, there's no light for you to pick up. Uh, oh, so I know the one you're black. talking about now. Yeah. And where you have to go, it looks on your screen like you can't go anywhere. Oh. And then you have to open up your map, not your mini map, because the mini map makes it look like there's no path, but your map shows you there is a path that kind of snakes around. Mm-hmm. So I had to follow that and avoid the mobs we hadn't killed. <laughs> Although the one that I did aggro, I just killed her wasn't a big deal oh you're any hunter though right yeah. yeah you can't really stealth i would have had to change specs to 
Dowels? Camouflage. Camouflage. Can't move in camouflage, I don't think. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Fain death a lot, though. Yeah, but w- once I got back to the center, I realized that I wouldn't have got it anyways because you had to take the elevator up to like a top floor that the group wasn't going to, so that's why I missed it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I did not like that, though. No? I did not like Vault of Wardens. It's too dark. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Maybe uncomfortable. I really did. You should have turned the lights off in your room and cranked up the ambience. <laughs> no? I don't know. I was getting I was getting uncomfortable, but I finally got it done. On my uh, gnome rogue, I opened up the traits, the extra traits on the her artifact weapon. No, oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I will speak of me later. And that quest line had me going back to Azara. I think it's the same dude that in Old World, he ends up giving you an item or a toy that that disguises you as uh, one of the students there. Because mm. yeah. there's all these yeah, apprentice yeah. wizards yeah. and I had to go around and had to duel them all for their pieces of clothing. Right. Um, why is that so very familiar to me? We had to do that somewhere else. Yeah. And we had to get the hat. and uh, We had to do that like recently in a quest line. You had to get all the pieces yeah. of clothing. You had to do that for your legendary? No, for to open up, you know, the extra traits for your artifact weapon. Oh, okay. You know, the the little wheel on the side, the four yep, traits. Yep, yep. I'm just wondering that if because that quest line, I have done that on not a mage. This is my rogue, and it was not a. Rogue. And this was a different version of it. Okay, but I think so, it's like a. Right. Yeah, I think there's an older quest line that has you do something yeah. similar. So this is like the advanced version of that. Yeah, Go get basically. the real hat. Go get the real wand. Go get the real Oh, the Faded Wizard's hat. That's yeah. the item. Yeah. yeah. So it was an interesting time. It was, as you said, productive. Good. Tried to be focused this week and get stuff done. So you weren't up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m.? You don't have to, to be. You want to get your holiday boss well, done. Well, you can still get stuff done at 10 a.m. What? <laughs> <laughs> it happens, Ruth. Does it? <laughs> yeah. All right. In 10 p.m., some what? of us are still awake by then. Ouch. <laughs> I have you know I've been awake past 10 p.m. the last two nights. Okay. Not by I'm choice. Very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your week? Enlightening. Okay. That's yeah, a good word. A good word. Been focused mainly on my alt, my alliance druid, Dark Roast, the, the Awakener. He is 110. Got him there before. And I decided I wanted to go for another spec, another artifact weapon, whole bit. So I decided for some dumb reason to, to do Guardian. I don't, I don't tank, but I'm like, I'm gonna go tank. And I chose. What'd you think? I haven't tanked. So you just went tank spec with no intention to actually tank. Right, but see, here's here's a crazy thing. I say yes, but the answer is no. So I chose Guardian spec. Launched the quest line to go get my artifact. Changed back into Feral. Because <laughs> I was getting my bare butt handed to me. <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb. And so I switched to Feral. I'm like, well, this is pretty easy. So I go through and I figure, well, I'll, I'll just clear the trash with Feral. And then I get to the the boss in the quest line. I'm like, I'll just guess I'll kill the boss in Feral. Which was very easy to do. Even though the guy hit like a, a I don't know, hard my kitty could outrun him to a corner where I could heal and then go back into combat. And I would, and anytime I needed to heal, I'd just run away and go heal. And then when I got the uh, artifact weapon, I switched to my tank spec, picked up the claws of Ursula or whatever they are, and went about my way. And I commented in the guild that I'm in, I was like, I'm not quite sure why, you know, I went to uh, uh, Guardian and... Mobs are just destroying me. And so one of the guys like, well, what rotation are you using? You should be using this, this, and this. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I don't see those spells. He says, well, what talents did you choose? I'm like, talents. Yes, talents. Oh <laughs> those are a thing. <laughs> what talents didn't I choose? I didn't choose any talents. You didn't have the pop-up? I didn't see anything. Oh. I saw nothing whatsoever. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, there was a reason why I was getting destroyed. <laughs> but, uh, but furthermore, when I mentioned to the guy that I did uh, the the tanking part to get the artifact weapon as feral, he's like, "Yeah, I did everything as uh, discipline in his spec." I was like, "How?" 
or his class. Which is interesting that you don't have to be, I never thought about it, but you don't have to be the spec that you're getting the artifact weapon for. You have to choose it, start it, you can go to whatever spec you want to, do it, change back, and then claim your reward. Interesting. It kind of, in my opinion, um, defeats. You shouldn't be allowed to do that, I don't think. If you are going, you know, it kind of gems it a little bit. Because here I got this awesome reward for being an awesome bear tank. Like, you know, you're guardian, you've shown your guardianship. Like, the whole RP was about being a guardian tank. And uh, I did it in kitty form. So <laughs> they kinda, it kind of broke. Well, the flip side of that is, so the one spec I have left to do is survival. Which means if I switch to survival spec, I can't use my bow or my gun. Go, I don't have any other weapons. Well, here's the thing. You don't need them. Go to survival, pick up the quest, start the uh, scenario, switch back to whatever spec you do the most damage in. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they required you to stay in that spec, I would have to go get a moderate weapon just to be able to finish it. Sure. It was crazy for me. Yeah. Now I am finishing up additional quest lines in my order hall to open up that other little wheel to finish my artifact, uh, all the power it can have. I did go to the uh, vendor and I picked up that tome and raised my knowledge to 44 or whatever the cap 40. is. 40. It was 50. They lowered it. And uh, then I noticed I have an abundance of artifact power. Like I maxed it out and I still have little tomes and whatever in my bags. It occurred to me that early on in the process, we had talked about it being a challenge, that it wasn't alt-friendly, that you required to refund all your power to put it in something else. And the tome helps a lot with that part, because uh, you give that to any other character for another alt. And to switch a spec, there's an abundance of power now that it's really not an issue anymore, I don't think. Which could have just been where we were in the time of the game. And like Blizzard could have been like, look, you're not thinking, play the long game. Pretty soon this won't be an issue. That seems to be the pattern, though. Like, it's it's harder to have an alt. It's harder to uh, switch or to play catch up earlier on in the expansion. Later on, it becomes easy. Which is probably how they want you to play the game. Yeah. You know, do Makes what sense. you do best. And then later on, try other things. So, give you something to do. And then, Frank, you and I ran around the Broken Shores and did world quests on our Alliance characters. Yeah, I kind of want that class mount now. I'm a rogue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, that was fun to do. Um, and I was fighting some of the uh, the elites, trying to get some more more weapons. More weapons? Better item, item level. I did finally, using the uh, Obliterum Forge, got my item level to 826 so I could go into LFR. So I'm, I was happy with that. Did LFR and got nothing. So... <laughs> But that's been our week in the Blizzard universe. A question was posed on, on Reddit by someone named Buttermilk Pancakes. Buttermilk Pancakes. Very delicious. Those are delicious. Uh, but the question was, do we still need realms? Is this kind of an outdated thing? Interesting question to pose. Yeah, and it reminds me of how we talk about Blizzard's whiteboard of no. And maybe this is something that's been on there forever, these realms... That maybe it's time to take a look at and go, uh, do we really need this? So on their white border of no, it says, will we ever get rid of realms? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say one open space, they're going to say no. As in, like, you don't want every single person in North America who's logging in to be fighting for the same rare mob. Or herbs or mining node yeah, or any or type of resource. Yeah. Well, they kind of have this test realm is one realm. And when people go join the test realm, they have to do things a lot different. When the Mist of Pandaria test realm was up, people would line up to go to the quest giver because they couldn't mob them. <laughs> because once they mobbed them, they, could, they couldn't get anywhere because nobody could so see them. So they queued. So they queued up. They formed a line. There were a lot of screenshots about this. They formed a line and orderly turned their quest in. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, you, you can't have that. No. You just can't no, have it that. No, it ruins your version. It does. Yeah. Names, Freck. Names are a big deal. You, you got to name your character. If everybody was uh, naming their character from the same pool, you'd have to start adding numbers. There's no way you could come up with something unique. Unless maybe whatever realm you were on becomes like your last name. Like Freckleface of Tanaris. 
that still kind of feeds into what we're saying is that this is the purpose of the realms. Yes. Is to have a smaller pool of where you can name your character. More unique ability or availability. Yeah, I have a more chance to score the name Freckleface or Freckle or some sort of variation of it. I think it also provides a sense of culture. Like we know how our server is. We have a sense of uniqueness, a sense of pride, a sense of family on our server. And you learn who the trolls are. Yeah, you do. On your servers. (laughs) Who people ignore. Yeah. uh, Who are the uh, big dogs in the auction house who's always going to be undercutting you. Yeah. You learn all that. There are also other servers that cater to specific groups. And I'm not just mean like the RP versus PVP versus RPVBP versus whatever they have on there. Just the different types of groups typically will gather on specific servers and that's not something that you'd want to do away with i don't think now theoretically the purpose of these different realms is that event start and stop times would be closer to your actual time as in something that is meant to start at sunset you know if they just did a universal time then what is a sunset here we're on the east coast of the united states it's going to be mid-afternoon for some on the west coast yeah it really will be Or if they're overseas somewhere, it's going to be middle of the night. Right. Now, that's the theory of it. There is a lot of anecdotal evidence, and I I can't find a lot of solid information on how this actually works, but um, there is a very highly rated complaint on the WoW forums that in Australia, whenever they play during the daytime, it's always night. Because that day-night toggle... Blizzard says it happens according to your server time. I have experienced it and other people have experienced it where nighttime happens 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. So regardless of where you are in the country, if you're on the other side of the world, it's going to be nighttime in game when it's daytime for you. Sure. Yeah. Which throws off your circadian rhythms. There's a particular pets um, over in Azuna oh, yeah. that that switch. There's one type that's available during the day and one type that's available during the night. So I was paying attention to this, you know, looking at the sky, and I noticed that it was never dark until after nine thirty our time. That's a late sunset. That is a very late sunset, but it's it like- makes sense if they're going off six thirty, you know, LA time. You know, another purpose of the realm would. This is in theory that you could plan events based on realm time. Like if you're on a realm that is on the eastern time zone, you start a guild. You say this guild event starts at 7 p.m. Theoretically, everyone on that realm would also be on eastern time. And there would be no confusion as far as when things actually start. That has caught me more than once where someone will say, hey, the event starts, like, we're going to raid, and we're starting at 7 o'clock. So 7 o'clock Eastern, I show up, and people are like, where have you been? I'm like, what do you mean, where have I been? Well, we started at 7. It's 7. Well, no, no, it's 8. No, it's 7. It's Well, it's 8 o'clock e- or server time or whatever. Yeah. It gets complicated. Yeah, it's like, well, well, say server time then, or say local time. And then I further confuse the issue because I toggled inside the game settings to show my local time and not the server time. Because our server time and oh, my local time Oh, are the in-game is, settings? Yeah. Okay. So I just show the local time and not the server time on my clock. So I don't get confused if I look at my clock for what time it is. And that further complicates the issue because someone will say, just look at the game clock. It tells you, okay, cool. I look at the game clock. Game clock is the same as my clock. So, okay, I'll show up at 9 o'clock and I show up and either nobody's there because I'm an hour early. Yeah. Or everybody's left because I'm an hour late. See, I have an add-on that shows my current time in the top right-hand corner. And when I hover over it, it says the realm time and local time. Yes, I get that too when I hover over my clock. So that that's good to know. Um, because while changing your clock to the server time might make sense, that can also really throw you off. I mean, because we're in Eastern, which means if it's um, approaching midnight... On our time, it's only, you know, 9 o'clock, someone on the West Coast. And at night, you know, you need to watch the clock so you're not staying up super late. Yeah, it would be prudent of you to do so. Or if you get up super early in the morning, you know, watch the clock so you're not late for work. Not late for work. So having a clock in your face that's an hour behind 
you know, the actual time, that's just going to mess you up. You go to leave. People are like, you're late for work. What are you talking? Oh, my gosh. I was playing well. <laughs> I looked at the clock. It was server time, not real time. Yeah. So you look at the reasons why we have separate realms. And then we look at things that kind of negate that. Like the uh, like the server time just kind of get, makes everything fuzzy, I think. Especially when you can't see what time zone a server is on without going to a third party. There's mm. like a wiki list of it, yes. but it doesn't say it in the in the realm launcher. So you can't in-game go and find a realm that's on your time zone. So you end up just picking one on where you know somebody from. Or based on what the general population either in a Facebook or a Reddit yeah. post tells you to do. Sure. But I like seeing a lot of people in-game. If you had connected realms, I would see, like, I love going to Dalaran and seeing, like, all the people in our battle groups that are there. It's like, wow, there are a ton of people here. And then you leave, and there's still a decent amount of people on Broken Shore, and then you leave there, and, like, where did everybody go? <laughs> you know? Well, with the connected realms, you, you do see people from other realms in the outside world. But not as many. If we had more connected realms, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. If they were all connected, you would see everybody out there, which is kind of nice. Yeah, maybe. As long as we're not all fighting for the same resource. You know, well, it, it's a balance. Um, I've been leveling up a tune going through uh, Old World. And there's almost always somebody near me. Because hmm. I've made it a point to hug people. Because that's a stat that it tracks. Are you just trying to max so out your hugness? I'm trying to max out my hug. So right. I pay attention when there's someone around me. Do you have a macro for it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just slash hug. I mean. That's not a macro. Well, it's a button. Okay, well, then then it's a macro. Okay. okay. <laughs> if I go to any quest hub, there's multiple people there. I see people out and about. It seems like your capital cities are still divided. Hmm. Maybe not Dalaran because they're trying to, they're new Dalaran, trying to have that be the hub. Yeah. But you go to Ogamar, typically only see people from your realm. Yeah, your realm or maybe your, your battle group. You know, like the, like we'll see people from one other realm in there. A cross realm, I think, negates a lot of the uh, culture and identity from the realms. If you go to do a mythic dungeon, like I did that this week, and I'm using the group finder and I'm, you know, joining pucks, <laughs> yeah. those people aren't from Tanaris. No, they're not. No, so they're not. if I learn somebody is a really great person to get in a party with or not a great person to get in a party with, that doesn't affect my understanding of the Tanaris community at all. It doesn't matter. I joined a pug one point in time. And uh, someone from, and I don't remember the, the server that it was, but they joined. And as soon as they joined, the tank goes, oh, great. Somebody from that realm and left. <laughs> and it's like, wow, <laughs> an entire realm made this guy mad enough <laughs> to go get a deserter debuff for 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that speaks volumes right there. You know, part of me wonders if that was just a troll, like... If you had to go anyways, <laughs> you're like, That's not a what, what would be the most dramatic way for me to leave that just confused people for years? <laughs> oh, great. A druid. <laughs> like, what's wrong with a druid? <laughs> Gnome shows up. You've got pink hair? Quits. <laughs> Suffice it to say, there have been a lot of changes in the game that have muddled the original purpose of having separate realms. So let's say they took that a step further and they removed a lot of restrictions that the realms have right now. So kind of want to look at what different things would look like if we did that. Guilds, for example. You could have anybody in your guild. Anybody, for well, any realm. Same faction. You'd have more chances to get mythic rating done. I mean, it's kind of a common complaint that uh, people who are very serious about the mythic rating, which is, uh, what was the number? It's 20. Has to be exactly 20, right? Yes, 20 what? People. Yeah, 20. Yeah, that players are having a hard time finding a guild when they're on a lower populated server. Yeah, full of people who want to do mythic whatever's dungeons. And now they're faced... Can't do that cross realm. No. And now you're faced with a choice, do I stay with the server or do I pay to move? And I've seen a lot of people in uh, one one of the guilds that I'm in that is rather small. It used to be large, now it's smaller. And people have either left the guild or then actually left our server because they want to progress into mythic raiding and they can't get enough people together to go do mythic raiding. And so now they're leaving the entire server, joining a more popular or populous server to get their mythic raiding done. 
right now, we mentioned before, different realms have different identities. When you were to look at guild lists on those realms, some realms are known for different types of guilds than other. Like Some realms have a lot more role-playing guilds. So if you're really interested in role-playing, you can be forced to join a guild in that realm. Well, if you had one large pool of guilds to choose from, part of me thinks that there would be a lot more niche guilds that would come up. That is interesting. So you wouldn't just have... We'll, we'll get on the RP road here, if you don't mind. Okay. So you wouldn't just have, like, uh, an RP guild. You would have an RP-whatever-they-RP. Yes. Like, RP... You can have a family RP guild. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was Bad memories. <laughs> I was going to say a Gilnean type. So a Victorian group. Or, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or something, you know, yeah. some kind of steampunkish or a pirate group or whatever little RP that they want to niche themselves into. No family wants to. That's so true. <laughs> I'm not doing that. The naming might be an issue, but you could do that by tagging with the realm of the person who founded it. So there would be some realm identity. Um, if I made, you know, the Knights Who Say Knee and I'm on the Whisperwind Guild, I form it. Nobody on the Whisperwind Guild can form a guild of that same name, but you could from other realms. Or, yeah, it becomes an issue because a lot of times the larger guilds keep their names. No one else is going to grab the Method guild name. Everybody knows Method is Method. Nobody else is going to grab that. But if it's a smaller, like you said, Knights Who Say Knee, something that's a more popular pop culture reference guild name, something cute and funny, you have more of a chance of somebody duplicating that somewhere else. I guess it could be an issue and make you feel like you're not as unique or not, you're not as special if you have to attach a number or attach some other identifier to make that guild to give it its own name so that you could find it or send an invite. I wouldn't do that. I would really not do the numbers because I hate them. Okay. Any, anytime I see an email with a number on it, I just think like that's don't just don't. But of realm you know original realm name would be fine whatever your login realm is so you know knights who say knee of whisperwind yeah there might be a more elegant way to do it but that's just off the top of my head if you're able to invite anybody to your guild that means you don't have to transfer to play together if you are already in an established guild and you're looking for more players and you meet someone who's on a different one and you can just say, hey, come play with us. And they don't have to worry about, do I need to transfer all my stuff over? Because that, that is the whole process. Now your stuff's in a different place. Your gold's in a different place. It's a big decision. But being able to join a guild without having to move maybe makes it a little easier. It makes it tons easier. Yeah. You know, my biggest thing, I don't really worry about where any of my gold or stuff's going to be because it's going to be in the same place when I'm done. But for me, it's the culture of the new server. What do people say? Who are the people in chat? What are, What's the running jokes? Because some servers have long-running joke lines. And if I move to a new server and I want to say my joke that's funny on server A, people in server B are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Possible downside to that is if people don't have to make that commitment to transfer over to play in your guild, you might have a more transient guild. You'd have more transient uh battle groups or just uh, rating groups I, I meant to say so people would move in and out of rating groups a lot faster for the same reason i don't you know if it cost me money to make this this decision to raid with somebody to go do mythic rating how serious about this am i i'm pretty serious i really want to do this this is what i want to do for fun and entertainment i'll pay the money i'll go get transferred i'll go to this other realm i'll get in this guild i'm good to go if, on the other hand, I don't have that decision to make, and that is, ah, willy-nilly, this guild, you know, we had a bad night. I'm leaving you guys. I'm going to go do this other, you know, this other guild because they're better than you guys. And it kind of breaks down the structure everywhere. If you're in a rating team and you have a bad night and you kind of go, well, you know, it was a bad night, but it's not worth me getting tilted and getting salty and paying 50 bucks and transferring out of here. I'll deal with it. I'll be better in the morning. The auction house, Freck. If we combined all the realms together and the auction house was a single realm entity, what do you think is going to happen? 
Well, you might have a stronger opinion on it than I do. You're, uh, you kind of live there, don't you? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> they would definitely have to change the interface because there would be a lot more listings. They would have to go to one of the uh, popular auction house add-ons and kind of emulate how they have it set up to a lot more clusters. Uh, there would be a lot more competition for trade goods. Maybe the price would be more fair. What do you think? Uh, Blizzard would have to implement price control. I really hope not. They'd have to. If not, if you have an item, you know, whatever the materials are that are popular for that particular expansion at that time in the expansion, whether it's whatever ore, whatever herbs, whatever, whatever, gems. Right now, if you get a couple thousand of them, or we'll say a couple hundred stacks, we'll go with stacks. So you get a couple hundred stacks on there, the price bottoms out. Now, if you're going to get a couple thousand stacks of them on there, the price is going to be absurdly low. Because more often than not, people will come in and they just set their add-ons to undercut, and it's just going to undercut into oblivion. Just we would have way too much stuff. So, Wouldn't that depend on the supply versus demand, though? If it was something that was really popular, like it might bottom out temporarily. No, because you have so many realms that are throwing stuff up in the auction house that the supply it's unending. You know, and some people will go like, well, I'm I'm leaving the ore market because there's way too much competition in there now. And so that you know, that will help but so so minuscule that I really feel Blizzard would have to implement price control. You look at what the vendors would buy it for and the least you can sell it for in the auction house is you know, four times what vendors would buy it for. So you can't mm. you know, you, you can't destroy the the market that way one of the larger used to be one of the larger ways to make gold was to find a low pop realm put a character on it mine a ton of stuff or 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 herb or whatever whatever the big item was load up your bags get all the stuff you could transfer pay your 50 dollars transfer fee sell everything on the auction house get gold and people would do that time and time and time again and that's what they were referring to as they were buying gold that way because people, oh, I wouldn't pay $50 for a transfer. You're not paying for the transfer. A transfer is just, that's your your transaction fee to get the gold. You're buying the gold that your character is going to, then going to get off the auction house. So to open it up, yeah, they would completely have to have their complete rework on it. And I really, I mean, look at the disaster that happened with Diablo when they made it a real world auction house. <laughs> that's true. They did, a, they did shut that down pretty yeah, quickly, didn't that they? That was a disaster. Yeah. And... I'm not saying that they would do that in WoW, but the, the economy would just, it would bottom. It would drop. Now, the high, the upside of that is there'd be a lot of unique things. You know, a lot of stuff that's hard to get. Yeah. Or if you are watching for a particular item. A particular mount or. Yeah. More, uh, more chance of it being up by somewhere. Yeah. Someone at any point in time. So that part is cool. But at the same time, doesn't that kind of cheapen the thrill of getting that? Maybe so. Like, if you're waiting for someone to drop some BOE mount, and you've been waiting for years, and then they do this whole thing, and now there's 12 of them. Yeah. Well, gee whiz. Been waiting for that. I've set money aside for that. Now there's 12 of them. So much for my special snowflake. (laughs) Well, it's been said that it's not probable that Blizzard will ever get rid of these restrictions because they're making money off of the server transfers. And they're claiming that, you know, people are paying $25 for a service that... You know, doesn't really take anything on Blizzard's end. And they say it's because Blizzard's greedy and then they're just trying to get money so they're never going to change it. If they were greedy and trying to get money, they would, it would be more than 25 bucks. $25 is just enough to make you go, hmm, it's the pause. Why am I doing this? Is this an issue I can fix or an issue I can live with? Or do I really need to go to another server? Are my friends there? Is that why I'm going? That's cool. Do Am I just running away from my problems? You know, it's one of those things like if $25 is not a huge deterrent and it is not a huge moneymaker. Earlier on, in fact, I misquoted and I said $50 for a transfer because that's what I thought it was. Because that's what that would cause me to go, hmm, 25 bucks isn't going to cause everybody to go, hmm, take pause in this. Let me think about this. But it is enough to keep you from willy-nilly doing it all the time. Now, here's what I feel. Connect the servers, get rid of the transfer fees. People will still transfer login servers, if you will, if there's a server tag. So if it was root of Teneris, and let's say you were playing Freckleface of Whisperwind, 
and we wanted to play together. Same, they're both on the same faction. And I was like, you know, we really want to play together. We can play together all day long, but you're running around as Freckle Face of Whisperwind, and I'm running around as Root of Tanaris. I really want to get those chains to be cool, like you. So, oh, I definitely would not. You wouldn't? No. We both are playing Alliance tunes. All right. Yes. We're on different servers. Yes. If we could be in the same guild. Yes. And do all our grouping together and send mail to each other. Yeah. There would be absolutely no reason for me to change servers. I think the dedicated players would still do it. They'd still pay These the $25. Really bucks. I don't well, know. I think they would still pay the $25 just to get that tag on your name. I think there'd be a few people. Okay. Well, think, of, think of it this way. You, yeah. You're in a mythic rating group. Mm-hmm. And we have eliminated realm restrictions. So now anybody can join your your guild. They can join your mythic rating team. You can go, you can go get your mythic kill. Everybody lines up for the cool screenshot. Everybody's got their, their name tags on. And it's, you know, someone from, we'll say Thrall, the server Thrall. Someone from Thrall, 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 Thrall. Everybody's got from Thrall. Then there are like three people from other servers. That jacks up the screenshot. My OCD kicks way in. It doesn't show the realm. But it would. It That's wouldn't. My, it no, would, if you it, see someone next to the different realm, right it doesn't now, show it. Right now, correct. It but, shows the asterisk. But what I'm saying is if we merge with all these things, that it, it should and it would. No, no, I'm I'm saying you're out in the real world. I'm playing in Whisperwind. Someone runs up next to me is from Trollbane. It doesn't say root dash Trollbane. It says root with an with asterisk. With the star, right. Yeah. I am saying that if they combine everything, that star would be replaced with their actual server name. It wouldn't have to. I'm saying they would. Not. I'm. This is hypothetical, so okay. I can say what I want to say. All right. That change is what would, record, what would make people pay the $25 to, to transfer a server. Okay, we're all, we're all, let's say we all go do the mythic thing, right? And we're doing these, you know, everybody's got no, this screenshot. No, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. And I'm I just, I, I don't agree. I don't. You're just not I, d- I don't care enough about that to pay money for right. it. Which is what I I'm really saying. Don't. I'm not saying everybody would. I'm saying that there would be a subset just of people, people who would. Mythic Raiders would. Okay. 100%. Well, 97. But as far as are they, stir- are they charging for transfer fees to be greedy? It's a tricky thing because... You know, bottom line, company has to make money to continue to exist. But all of the good companies know not to make their customers feel nickel and dimed. Uh, give me an example, Disney. Yeah, they're, you're, you're paying a lot to go to Disney. But knowing people who work there, they will do anything to make their guests happy. They'll give you all kinds of special treatment if you complain a little bit or say that you're not happy. Don't be like, letting out all of our local secrets. Uh, give you another example, Starbucks. No, wait. I want to give one more about uh, about Disney. Okay. I'm going to give a huge secret out. There's a password for, that every cast member knows. Okay. And if you know that password, you can get stuff. What's that? You say three words to them. You have to be very surreptitious about it. You can't just yell it. If you yell okay. it, it doesn't work. Okay. You have to walk up to them and go, hey, Walt sent me. I don't know whether or not to believe you. It's true. Number okay. one, it's a reference back to Roger Rabbit, but that is which which was the passcode in Roger Rabbit. But it's a you know, I'm telling you, I, I only worked there seven years. Right. All right. All right. Walt sent me. They don't skimp on making their customers happy. The other example would be Starbucks. Love them or hate them, if you don't like anything about your drink, no matter how long ago you ordered it, you can go get a new one. They'll make anything else for you. It doesn't matter. They don't sit there and, you know, him and haw at you or make you feel bad or give you the third Not degree. Worth it. No, uh-uh. They the- they invest the money in remaking those drinks because it makes you feel valued so you keep coming back. Another company that does something similar, Chick-fil-A. They do? Oh, yeah. You can have any problem, whatever petty thing it is, that you don't like your food, they will give you another one or give you a refund, whatever you want. Hmm. And well, I've never really had any issues with Chick-fil-A. So. I, well, that's the thing. You hardly ever have any issues. But, like, but they make it a habit of not grilling their customers or not making them feel bad if they're not happy. They just spend the extra money to make their customers happy. It's a long-term game. So any company that tries to you know nickel and dime their customers, you know, like the restaurants that charge extra for every little thing or gets real petty about stuff to change to save money they end up driving the customers away so good company knows to invest money in making their customers happy so they come back 
So the server transfer fee is not just there to make money, even though that is what Blizzard's goal is. It's there for a reason. And, there, and don't think that they just willy-nilly pick that number out of the air. There is a focus group and a research study to determine that fee. Anything less than $25 now seems cheap and nickel and dimey. Anything over $25 now seems greedy. So that $25 yeah. sweet spot is what they found that people will pay. It's, it's just enough to make them take pause. But, you know, for instance, if, they, if I told you, hey, server transfer is five bucks. You go, really? Really, Blizzard? Five? Really? You'd be mad at having to pay that $5. Mm-hmm. And if I told you that, you know, server transfer fees are 30 40 50 bucks, now you're like, man, you know what? <laughs> you're really gouging. This is, this is a stupid amount of money to do this. But right at that sweet spot, that $25, science. Science in it. Science. All right. Do we think well they'll change these realm restrictions anytime soon? No. 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 They way for a while. too much. They're here forever. 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 There's way too much. They have way too much infrastructure. Way too much. I mean, you open yourself up to a huge area of attack now. So if we have everything's connected, all the realms connected, everybody's connected. Remember what kind of chaos they had back in the day when that uh, that corruption spread oh from that's the, true <laughs> we would have so many bizarre issues popping up like that we would have authentication servers login servers we, we would be opening themselves up to attack from uh, denial of service attacks so we have technical issues we have hardware issues we have connectivity issues now we have to make sure all these servers are interconnected and talking at the same speed no matter mm. where they are in the world and if the east coast happens to go down I mean, how many times have you looked at login servers and gone, well, okay, my, my realm's down, but uh, I'm going to go play in my other two because that realm's up. Yeah, sure. Because the East Coast is having some kind of weird issue or the West oh, Coast is true. having an issue. If they're all connected and now you're playing and all of a sudden half your guild's gone. Whoa. <laughs> 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 we just pulled and half the people are now doing the running man. What is going on? That's so, a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's never going to happen. It has to be a distributed architecture. Ooh, guy geeky. All right, well, shoot down my idea. See how it is. No, it's a great idea. It's a fantastic <laughs> topic point. Don't get me wrong. It just it merits discussion, but it ain't going to happen. Ah, fair enough. Freck, there are right around 425 different mounts in the game. My goodness. Uh, that's including some you can no longer even get. I have a lot of those, but definitely not near all of them. And a lot of people have more than two. We'll say that. Okay. A lot of people have hundreds of them. But here's the, you can only mount one at a time. I don't see anything that lets you true. mount more than one no, mount no, at a you time. Can't. Summon one, you're riding around, flying around, driving around, whatever, one at a time. So, how do you choose what mount your tune is going to summon in the world of Warcraft? I think you can break it down into what factors go into making that decision, like the type. You know, if it matches your class or your race. You know, if you're a night elf, maybe you only summon those lion kitty things. The kitties. I don't know why I blanked on the name. But but they don't fly. Now you need a hippogriff. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. With class, maybe you only you only ride animals. And you never ride the mechanical stuff. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Or maybe if you're a gnome, you only ride mechanical stuff because they do engineering. Yeah. Then you got your copter and your yeah. trikes and yeah. yeah. What about size? You think the size of the mount? Yeah, there's a few big ones I can't ride around in Stormwind, for one. Yeah, or Iron Forge, the same way you can't go through doors. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. But I like to get my uh, my tiny mounts for my, my gnome and my goblin character, because they just look cute around them. Well, I've seen, like, Torrin riding goats, and it makes me laugh. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's this huge Torrin on his goat. Now, the go- goat. goat scales a little bit. I wish they didn't. I wish it would be like the size of a goat and not scale to the size of the tauren because <laughs> it'll be even funnier. This big old tauren running around a little goat. But yeah, do you pick something that is size appropriate? Sometimes I pick mount based on color. You a know, lot of people do that. Try to get it to match my outfit. Yeah, they trans basically they, they'll do an entire transmog to match their mount. I had uh, someone recommend that to me. I got the Corrupted Firehawk. And then they wanted me to transmog, so I would have as like a purple fell. Yeah, yeah. It's like and, you need to wear purple. Yeah, and I was I started working on a transmog. It was on my warlock, and I'm like, I'm like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to people. Yeah. <laughs> Some mounds have a different theme, if you will. 
Yeah, like a feel to them. Yeah, some of them feel very scary. Like uh, Invincible. Yeah, some of them feel gaudy or ostentatious. Like some of the uh, Feather Striders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of like a gaudy one. But that might match either the scary, like if you get a death knight, you don't want to be a death knight on a sparkle pony. It's just, well, maybe you do. But maybe you do. I mean, I know. It's, but you, I'm not but judging. You, would cons- you would consider that maybe. Or if, you know, Mount looks particularly rugged and you like to think of your characters being very tough. Yeah. Very no nonsense. You might pick one of the more rugged mounts. Sometimes people pick mounts based on their location. Their location. So if you're in... Like a mountainous area, you might pick the mountain goat, or if you're in a oh. like a watery area, you might grab a turtle. You know, it kind of it base it's on the the geographic location that you're in. If your mount matches, you're running around in the frozen tundra. Maybe you've got one of the woolly mammoths out. Interesting. Sometimes you look at the source. Did this mount come from a particular raid? And if it did, does it feel right for this character to be riding that mount from that raid? You know, uh, my hunter freckle face, I made her during Misty Pandaria. So I don't really like to have her mount something that came from times before that. Interesting. She's a mop baby to me. Very interesting. I haven't thought about that. I was kind of thinking about the, uh, the was it the nether? Not a nether. I can't think of it now. The mana, the mana tiger that I got. Which you got for completing the Supermark quest line. Remember, I was like, I didn't know how I got this yeah, mount. Yeah, yeah. It was cool once I realized how I got it. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride this thing around. Yeah. This is yeah, kind of cool. This. You know, this. This yeah. is neat. In the same way it was, if you remember back in Warlords of Draenor, the, the bosses all dropped mounts. The elites of the, the, you know, they came up on timers. Well, not all of them, but some of them yeah, dropped yeah, mounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The four... Yeah, big ones, yeah. it was kind of cool to, you know, like, hey, this is neat. And, you know, now I'm running around in this thing and I got this mount. And that was kind of fun to do for a, a while, anyhow. Sometimes you pick based on the movement of the mount itself. Yeah, the physical movement, the yeah. bobbing and weaving that that mount may do. Yeah, some of them I, I don't particularly care for. Um, the uh, Mechanistriders. Yeah, they kind of bob, they're noisy. They when pollute. they're yeah, when they're sitting there idling, they kind of like you know uh, erratically bob, and then they do the smoke, and yeah, it's not that pleasant to them. Yeah, I mean, there's some that have animations in it that do barrel rolls or just different animations that they have, and sometimes those are cool, and sometimes those can be kind of annoying because you're looking around, flying around, looking for something, and now your your mount does a barrel roll, and your eyes jump to your mount <laughs> doing the barrel roll, and you miss what you were looking for. Yeah. Convenience. What does your mount do? Is it a vendor mount? Can you transmog on it? Can you herb without dismounting, without any kind of buffs? Like the Sky Golem, yeah. Can it carry passengers, walk on water? The water strider is, uh, it, it hits that for me as a necessity. Like if I can't fly and there is any water anywhere in my path, the only mount I will ever have out is the water strider. Unless I need something off a of vendor mount or need to do repairs. And I'll, I'll summon the, the mammoth, traveling mammoth. But then I'm back to my, I mean, that's it. There's water strider go. There's also other things that might be unique to a particular mount that might draw you toward it. Uh, there is a, I'm trying to think of the name of the beast. It's like a river wallow. Came out in Warlords. It's the one with the really big fat tail. The river, yeah, the river yeah, beast. Yeah, but it has a seat on it with a cover. Oh yeah, so I we, that we one. called yeah. it a palanquin, or that's a I think big that's word. the name for it. <laughs> I think you meant to say paladin, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a particular type of um, covering that they used to use for, like you know, rich people. Oi, had the big thing. So like yeah. my goblin. You know, she's kind of spoiled. She likes shiny things. (laughs) So that's one of her favorite mounts is she sits there with the cover on it. Stay out of the the sun. There are other factors, like you said, like the cover on there, but it might be the sounds that they make when they fly. A lot of times flight, the flapping of the wings has a sound or the, the, your mount may growl or yell, screech. And those sounds can either be uh, pleasing or annoying, depending on the person and their perspective of that. I, for one, don't like the flapping sounds. I don't want to flap. No. 
So I can have a cool mount and all of a sudden the wings pop out of it and it starts going flap, flap, flap. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't make flap noise. <laughs> Which is why I absolutely love the current Rasteed. It flies without making any noise. Oh, just very goes. nice. Rarity, Freck. Rare mounts. Like in, my ashes. In my invincible. Yeah, invincible. I can't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So whatever rare mount you've got, some people will get that rare mount and buy Cthune, they're going to use it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I they get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you first got ashes, you rode ashes around. You're like, I got ashes. See the Reddit post this past week where a guy ran Tempest Keep on his brother's account and the ashes dropped. I did see that. And he doesn't have ashes. Yeah. You better cash it in for some favor. Yeah, yeah like you loot. Look, I'm going about to delete this thing. I will, you know, I will type Do my delete. laundry for a week. Yes. I don't know. A week, month, a week? month. I get at least two months, two three months out of that. Chores, all chores, right oh. all chores. Eh, I don't know. All chores, one month. I don't know about that. Might be a little harsh. Delete. <laughs> What is the mount to household chore conversion chart? <laughs> Depends on the amount of chores and how hot it is outside. Because some of those chores oh, could be true. outside. You'd be mowing the lawn, you know. So. so we list all these factors, and yet there's no real way to pick your favorite mounts per character unless you're using an add-on. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point saying that your goblin is spoiled, and she will have that mount and She's I was, a covered one yeah. yeah it's very interesting to think that way because i always look at it as, i don't look at it as per character i look at it as what mount is going to serve me the player the best so for me it's always the same but i had never really considered the rp factor of it that's huge because you can set a favorite right now or a number of favorites and then you can use drag use it button. over and then yeah. summon your favorites summon one of the favorites but that's account wide because your mount journal is account wide but that favorite should be Character based. Yeah, I think so. Because if I have a, a really cool mount and it looks, I look like a dork on it on a Death Knight, why would I ever want my Death Knight to summon the Sparkle Pony? Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a Death Knight. Yeah, but you want maybe your uh, fruit to have like you know maybe he's got ten Sparkle Ponies that he gets to pick from. Why gotta be every fruit? time he summons? Why gotta be fruit and Sparkle Pony? He likes Sparkle Ponies. Yes, he does. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, Your goblin more like I know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's something maybe Blizzard could look at in uh, making a a character-based favorites. I don't think it's too much to ask. You know, be a little more set up for everybody, but I don't think anybody would really mind. In our humble opinions, whatever mount you choose is the right mount for you. Right on, you fearless adventurer. Right on. The Hearthcast Epic Confectioner's Crew, or HEC for short, has been spending a lot of time last couple few months in secret meetings to come up with Blizzard's latest line of merchandise. And in this instance, a candy line for each of the Blizzard titles. Now, the first one they presented us, I was like, really, guys? Because they decided to go with a candy Hearthstone for the Hearthstone game. Kind of an obvious one there. It's kind of a white chocolate flavor. Yes, yeah, a white chocolate. It's got a hard candy shell with a gooey mint blueberry kind of goo inside. Oh, mint blueberry. Yeah. I mean, it tastes fantastic. But I was kind of expecting maybe, you know. I would a, expect maybe mint or blueberry. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I was expecting like the, the heroes, like the different heroes, like little chocolate heroes, card-shaped heroes or something. But yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know? They they delivered the little minty hearthstones. Now for Overwatch, they came up with uh, these uh, teardrop shape breath mints. Yeah, it's called the tears of your enemies. Oh, that was pretty. Tears good. Tears are minty. Yeah. Yeah, minty tears. Yeah, of your enemies there. Yeah. Now one of my favorites is Heroes of the Storm. 
Yeah. What are you for that? It's, oh, they're like gummies. They're like gummy bears, but they're uh, shaped as all the little heroes. Oh, like a cutesy version of all the different heroes. Yeah, all oh, little heroes, like and the... they're all little gummies. You have you different assortments. Yeah, you make them fight. Little, you can microwave <laughs> them, whatever you want to do. Microwave them. Yeah, and it's like a huge... I, I got a bulk bag because there's so many heroes. <laughs> you know, so. They're really cool. They're very tasty. Yeah, you have a little fight. And... So if you're 5v5... Yeah, you set it up right there on the table, do your little thing. You could strat with them, plan out strategies in your <laughs> lanes and plan stuff out and then just gobble them down. And Diablo, we came up with some chocolate candy, but it's it's kind of like like a hard shell. Mm. And on the inside, there's a cinnamon. Ooh, oh, like hot. Spicy cinnamon, oh, yeah. Man, spicy. Yeah, it burns the fire of hell. Wow! Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> But they, they threw in like an Easter egg with, with this line as well. Because some bags just contain marshmallow unicorns and, and rainbows. Ooh. It's like secret levels. Yeah, the secret levels. <laughs> they have those cool. in the bag. It's kind of a giveaway because the bag's a lot lighter. <laughs> but <laughs> outside from the exterior, it looks just the same. So you have to pick up all the bags. Which I think is like another reference to Diablo with picking up all the stuff. Oh, I see. So I think, yeah, yeah I see yeah, what yeah. they did there. Yeah. Starcraft, we have Zergs. They're like nerds, but Zergs. Oh, so little tiny sour pieces of candy? Yeah, available in, uh, they they just said blue and red. They didn't give me flavors, so oh. I'm going to assume blueberry and strawberry. Just, or Blue's maybe a cherry. flavor. Blue's a flavor? Well, not really, but like in the candy world, if you just dye something blue and it's kind of sugary tasting, you're like, yeah, it's blue flavor. Blue flavor. You, flavor. you, you perceive it as being a different flavor than everything else. Yeah, I have people who don't like like blue uh, Smarties. Not Smarties, uh, Skittles. They don't like blue Skittles. I didn't know they made blue Skittles. Maybe it's green Skittles. But, you know, it's one of the colors of Skittles they don't like. I'm like, they all taste the same. Are you talking about M&M's? No, Skittles. Huh. They all taste the same. To me, anyhow. And for World of Warcraft, we got some uh, foil-wrapped gold coins. Oh, yeah, coins, yeah. Yeah. They have the little goblin stamp on a... The rappers. Gallywig. Yeah. A little Gallywig on them. Bankers. And of course, with all the salt that goes on in Warcraft, there's some salted caramel inside. Oh, so good, too. Yeah. These are delicious. So I think they did a, a heck of a job there, the uh, the heck crew. Yeah, they're really tasty. Did a good job on that. So you guys need to watch for these, uh, this lineup, these awesome delights that are coming your way. Look for those on your store shelves in the very near future. And uh, if you do see them, uh, you know, please let us know because something's going on. Freck, let me leave you with this. You have one and only one choice of a voice from any Blizzard game that is going to do your voicemail. Who is it? And what do they say? Oh, what do they say? Oh, man. So I'm cheating a little bit and I'm pulling from the, the downstairs that they have in Here's a Storm. And I'm going to say Stitches. Because he's just funny to me. Okay. Yeah. What Stitches going to say in your voicemail? Like, this is um, when people call you, this okay. is what they hear. No, don't put me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you to do it in Stitch's voice, too. That was, no, that was, that no, was I'm not going to do part. it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Stitch's because he's funny. He's funny and hot. You know, when you lose the game, he's like, Stitch is not happy. It's really funny. <laughs> so could he say, like, leave Stitch's voicemail? Like yeah, that. yeah, something like that. So, uh, what, what would he say? Uh, you said it. I'm not no, going to say it again. <laughs> no. I go through links to try to get you to do voices on this I show. I know that, and I'm learning your ways. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you asked me a question, I answered it. Yes, you did. All right, what so about was, you? Who would you pick? Me? Oh, yeah. man, I didn't know it was going to get turned back yeah, on me. Yeah, turn back around. It would be a very fast one. It would be Illidan. And it would just be very quick, and he would just say, You are not prepared. Beep. <laughs> okay. And then no, the no would, custom line or anything. No, that's it. Oh, no, just you were not prepared. prepared. Beep. And the person would go, uh, 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 uh. Oh, because uh, they weren't ready. <laughs> hey, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Maybe there'll be a new feature. Should be downloadable yeah. voicemail yep. uh, greetings. Yeah. From, I think uh, so. yeah. 
wonder why the heckin' crew didn't get on that. Well, the heckin' crew is just about confectionaries. Uh, that's true. Didn't you just say that? Yeah, I did. Let <laughs> <laughs> them come up with another crack team to do voicemails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that's about going to do it for episode number 358 of HearthCast. If you're out and about on the internet, do us a favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave us a review there, throw some stars our way. That review lets us know how we're doing, and it also lets other people know if this is a show they might like. We want to give a shout-out to our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page. You can support HearthCast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grid Network.